Welcome to Conversations with Claire. I'm your host, Claire Bates. I'm a movement, nutrition, and mindset coach through my app, Wellness with Claire. Podcast host, coach at The Collective in Austin, Texas, sober alcoholic, brand builder, and competitive hybrid athlete. I've created this podcast to share inspiring stories and have meaningful conversations in hopes that we can create community together to learn and grow. Oh, and I hope to make you laugh. (laughs) Welcome to Conversations with Claire. Let's talk about coaching and how to get from where you are now to where you want to be. Wellness with Claire is my very own coaching platform where I offer personalized meal plans, personalized workout plans based on your goals, accountability through community and weekly group coaching calls, mindset coaching and tracking features for results. I also offer one-on-one coaching, which gives you full app access, direct access to me via WhatsApp and 100% accountability with me including weekly video calls. Wellness is a mental, physical, and spiritual experience. The system works together as a whole, and I'm here to help you live in alignment with your principles and values and actualize a quality of life beyond your current dreams. Check the show notes or the links in bios on socials to find more information about how to get involved with Wellness with Claire today. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Conversations with Claire. Today, I have two guests. I get a two for one. I was planning on one, but I got two. So we've got Cooper Marsh, who is the co-owner of Lab Management, protector of the realm, first of his name, and owner of Homer, his dog. Right. A bunch of dogs have the name Cooper, though. So True. And friend of Jake. (laughs) Also friend of Jake. I also have a bonus of Jake Marconi, who is the Director of Programming at Hard Work Pays Off. So, hello, you two. Welcome to the pod. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Not many people say the full name. Well, thank you both for making time to be here. I appreciate you. And I like to start with how we met, which is actually funny because for you and I, we really don't have context. True, (laughs) true. We honestly, I don't even think exchanged words previously until this weekend, which we just wrapped up on Rogue Invitational 2022. And we are in Austin, Texas. So I don't think that we had previously, right? I'm right on that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I think our first interaction was a quick DM of doing this podcast and then yeah. seeing each other about 45 minutes after that. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there's no real context there. And then Jake actually, we connected, I don't know, sometime like... Summer, right before the games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. About, I had reached out, I wanted to uh, do some content on YouTube about Hard Work Pays Off the HWPO programming and you were wonderfully receptive to the idea. So thank you. Yeah. So, okay. Now we'll just head straight into you, Cooper. We're going to focus on you first. So the reason I reached out to you is because I don't know you well at all, but I'm observing from afar that you work with a number of athletes and it seems like you prioritize really well relationships, like in the industry at large, not just with your athletes, although certainly with your athletes, but like, this is all just a, a far away observance, but with brands and, and just with people in general. And that was just something that kind of stood out to me and was of interest to me as I feel from my perspective, I haven't known of you that long. And so I don't know how long. So that's what we're going to kind of get this story. So that being why I asked you to be here, why don't you tell us a little bit more about like, how did you get into this role of uh, co-owning lab management and working with athletes? Yeah, no, for sure. So I mean, I originally left college, you know, I, I graduated from school and I was a teacher for two years in eighth grade math through Teach for America in Providence, Rhode Island. And while doing that, right, like CrossFit was my method of training and kind of like pouring my energy into that because it brought me a lot of joy. And I wanted to get further and further into that industry. So I started to, once I finished my Teach for America commitment, I was a supplement sales rep for a company. And Traveled around the East Coast, you know, all the way down to Alabama and back. Jake in tow, slinging protein powder for, for a while. Yeah, yeah. I took advantage of Jake's energy <laughs> big time, uh, and it uh, allowed me to get more and more into the space. And that's how I came across and worked for Jason St. Clair, who's the founder of of Lab Management, and and now my partner. And 
he was uh, one of the first, you know, the first CrossFit agent in the space about 12 years ago with uh, Camille and Josh Bridges. And he brought me under his wing. And for a little while, I was part-time until I moved out to Arizona to go full-time. And now I kind of run the show there and he allows me to just do my thing. And he's a great mentor. And that's how I got into the space was learning from him. That is so cool. So it sounds almost like, I mean, you in, with intention got to work, but like you fell into it. A little bit. Yeah. I, I mean, was like abridged, you were a teacher. That was an abridged version of <laughs> right. that story. Hey, you there's can elaborate. Lot, I'm going there. to. There's <laughs> a lot it. that went on during that. So I met Coop. I moved to Rhode Island. We met before that. Our paths have crossed many times before we ever actually met. And then we became friends in Rhode Island. But yeah, he was teaching and he didn't fall into it as much as he was like intentionally working towards something that he didn't really know like exactly what the end goal was, but he knew he wanted to do something in the fitness space. Yeah. And that was really clear for both of us, really. And he was working for a supplement company, hitting the road and made all of the connections while he was on the road. And by the time he was stepping into like some sort of agency role, he had already known the entire Northeast and CrossFit. This is so relatable as far as like you were working as a sales rep for a supplement company, right? It's endurance. Yeah, it was yeah. a company. Yeah. And so you were building relationships, like the phrase I like to use, and maybe there's a more eloquent way to put it, but it's like on the back of a brand, you know, like you were yeah. building relationships on the back of a brand, but then now you have the opportunity to retain those relationships as an individual and do with them what you have done with them, which is also, I guess, then if we just pivot right over to you, like... I've talked to you about your story a bit more as far as like being an athlete in the space and not really knowing like what you were going to do. And then now you're here with the director of programming. Like that's like a very big role. And in the space, like you guys are doing so much yeah. and you had no clue that was going to be like, like you couldn't have predicted that if you tried. No. And we talk about this a lot where that idea of like working towards something and having this relative North star, but not really knowing what it is, not just for us, but for a lot of folks right? allows you to do stuff where for me, like, no, people ask if I wanted this job and I say no, cause I didn't know to, that it existed. Yeah. Right. And I'm really happy to be doing what I'm doing, but I just didn't know that it was a possibility to do like this specific set of things. And so through like, we traveled together for a lot of that and we were going to a ton of competitions we were competing all the time and oh, yeah. for me i thought like my career in fitness would be on the athletic side mm -hmm. and as i have gotten further along i have realized it's not and i don't want it to be yeah uh yeah <clears throat> so i've fallen into what i've been doing oh my gosh yeah thinking about the stress that these athletes just underwent this weekend alone i'm just like not envious i admire it i respect yeah. it i'm yeah. grateful they're doing it because they've given us this space. Yeah. Yeah. But I also watch it and just think not only the physical stress, which I'm sure they're just feeling it all over right now, but just, yeah, the mental stress. So in a way, like <laughs> you kind of got lucky. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I think the mental and emotional toll definitely is felt by the athlete's team. Like it's pretty exhausting at the end of these things. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, wow, why am I so tired? I didn't lift anyways. Maybe I did a hotel workout. I like got time, but I mean, we owe a lot to the athletes, right? They definitely kind of create this exciting environment that we get to be a part of every so often when they have these awesome events. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and you are, that's one of the things that from afar I've been able to pick up on that you like are so emotionally invested in, which I'm sure makes it very challenging to be able to detach that and do the job that you have at hand that you need to do, which you do it well, or you wouldn't be in it. But to care so deeply about the individual. Yeah. And I try to tell a lot of the athletes that I work with that like, like baseline is we don't work with jerks, right? Like we work with good people and I like deeply care about every athlete that's on our roster. And it, I try to keep the agency feeling like a family. And so if things don't go the right way out on the competition floor, like it really doesn't matter. I know it hurts for them because they're not showcasing the hard work that they want to showcase. Or sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, the body doesn't respond well or bad judgment call or something. But end of the day, it's like, they're all better people than they are athletes and they're all incredible athletes. So it speaks very highly to who they are as people. And I think I genuinely try to pour into those people as much as I can for their own development, but also selfishly, like for the joy that they bring me. And it's like, if you know me, I talk a lot of trash to the people I love. It's kind of like my love <laughs> language, but you know, this past weekend we're having coffee and we're, it's me and, you know, Matt Torres, Danielle's coach and Danielle and a couple of her friends. And, you know, she looks at me and gives me like some 
sly remark because she knows I'm about to like pipe up and say something to her because I just like Danielle's like a sister, you know, right, at this right. point. And I stopped and I was like, I was smiling. She's like, what? What? Say it. And I'm like, honestly, I'm just thankful for you, man. Like, I'm just happy to be around you. And she was like, what the hell? Like, Because <laughs> that's like doesn't really emotional. come from me, right? She was yeah. like, damn. Thanks, Coop. Oh, yeah. And that meant a ton to her. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, that's just like kind of how I feel, right? Like, I mean, it's the same thing with like, you know, this weekend, Alexis Raptus, first few days, she was dealing with a stomach issue and she was very disappointed and like, she doesn't ever want to let down her team or her family or friends, coach, whatever. And it's like, you're just like trying to stop her. Like, yo, Lex, it doesn't matter. You're like, you are an incredible human being and the athletic side, you'll get to show it. Don't worry. And mm-hmm. like, you know, show what she did. Like the next two days she went off. So it's just one of those things where, uh, I don't even know where I'm going. I always yeah. joke yeah. that yeah. every <laughs> competition I've ever done that Coop has, even if he hasn't been there, he cares way more than I do. It's true. About my competition. Yeah. Well, but caring about the individual as a whole. Yeah. yeah. It's actually, I, I remember, I think that this, this was the first time that I met Chandler Smith was earlier this year, shortly after the semifinals performance, which of course we know that he was having a rough run of it at that time. Right. Yeah. And so I like had not even met him before. And sometimes I'd say things and I'm like, Claire, what? What are you doing? But I like was like, you contribute so much to the, like, I'd never met him before to this space and your performance. Like I get it. I know as an athlete, it matters to you, whatever. But like, dude, you just bring so much more to the space. So to get to see him do what he did this weekend, just for some, like, it just was, it was, um, yeah, yeah, like that hits different because that's a good human, good dude. And so to see him have the performance that I'm sure he can probably be proud of, or hopefully he is, was just meaningful. But then yeah, to just be like, but guys, like, hang on. You as whole humans do so much more than this performance on this field and trying to respect the fact that as athletes, they're going to be competitive. They're going to want to perform, you know, but then also reminding them that their value add has so much to do with what they do off of the field. Okay. So then you talk about the North star, like for both of you, we take it back to before you were in the roles that you're in now, when you were developing these relationships, existing in the space, figuring out what you were doing. And you say, you didn't know you wanted to do the, like, that was kind of the case for both of you. So that North star, if you were to try to define that, like, what was it? Oh, I don't, I didn't have one really other than that. Like I had a direction that I was going. So I've been doing a lot of like thinking on this recently, just in the past year, probably where with goals in general, like we desire something, whatever it is, insert like CrossFit games or working for a company or whatever that is like we desire that for some reason some of us like know the reason right we talk about our why but your why is really hard to define and Mm. for me I never like could articulate my why and recently I've come to realize that it's because your why is hard to articulate right like to package it up neatly is something that businesses do because they have to right they've got to put it on paper but as a person your why is like so multi-layered right it Mm -hmm. might be because of some things that you did when you were a kid or like something that you saw your parents do or Whatever it is, like it's this amalgamation of all these weird things that drive you in a certain direction. And I think the way that you find what you're about is that you start chasing things, right? So like those goals are a little shallower when you're younger. You're like, oh, I want to make this competition or I want to like make this much money. And then on the pursuit of that, you start to learn some stuff about yourself and you're like, ah, I guess I don't actually care about that. Like now it's this goal, right? And it maybe gets a little less shallow as you get a little older and like, you get a little deeper into yourself and you're like, oh, now I kind of understand why I want this thing. And so for me, like, I don't even think, and none of us really are like done, right? We didn't make it or yeah. like we didn't achieve like the absolute North Star, but it's something to always kind of look for. So to answer your question, like there was no North Star for me in the sense that I was like, I want this career. I want to make it to regionals. And then I was like, well, I want to make it to the games. And then I wasn't really like, I didn't make it right. And I wasn't aligning with it. And like, whether that was because I wasn't good enough or I didn't want it, like whatever, I didn't do it and learned a lot of stuff from that along the way and then have shifted and been like, well, now I want this thing and I've gone towards that. But at first really, like when I started training, it was just to lose weight. And then it was, I want to hit this like set of numbers, right? I want to hit a back squat PR or I want to hit a bench press PR. And those are really fun to chase, right? And then at some point you're like, well, I want to like move that along. And you're like, well, I want to compete now. And I competed in powerlifting. And then you start CrossFit and you're like, well, I want to make it to regionals. And so there's always like this thing that you can work towards. Yeah. But it's never like the end. And I love it because it is ever evolving. And so that I think that is something that resonates with anyone who's listening too is like wherever they are at in their journey, like whether it is just like you're just at the place of like showing up three days a week is like, you know, that's your thing, you know, or like, yeah, the back squat, like it can be brought to whatever level. And then it does evolve. 
as your belief in self grows and as your awareness of who you are, like all of that, as it expands. And it's so cool that existing in this space gives us the opportunity. Like I think about how we get to be around people who are doing things that like inspire us. And so you exist in a room where people are living a good quality of life. You're probably going to get better. Yeah, for sure. I mean, in terms of like why at North Star, I think talking to like a, a mental coach or back in the day, it was just more of just emphasizing falling along or falling in love with the journey itself, right? Because if yep. you're only focused on the destination, then you get there and arrive, then it's like kind of like a now what? And it's never as sweet as it actually looks yeah. to be feels on paper. or looks like it's going to be. And so it's like if you don't actually enjoy the journey, which is 98% of your day or your time, right, then you're spending all of it and you're putting something on a pedestal that doesn't actually really matter because it evolves. And in terms of like to try to get to the, like my why is, I think ego says like you want recognition, right? Like sure. recognition feels good. Validation that yeah. you're doing something Validation right. Validation yeah. that sure. I'm doing something cool. But like in reality, it's like that's a surface level thing that feels good for a lot shorter of a time than it is to like connect and help people achieve things that they might not think possible. So mm. I think that really is like the foundation of what it is I like to do and like why it is I do it is because I'm in a people person and I'm in a business of people. And I like to feel like I'm a part of a team that's like pointing towards a common goal and we're going towards it. And the coolest thing about sport is that it's like, if it doesn't happen one season, you always have next season. Yeah. So you go again. And at the end of the day, man, I just want to have fun. Like right. I just have fun with like what you I said do. the journey. Yeah. It's just like, we just have fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we do have a good time. This weekend is such, I was like having a conversation with the owner of LRX, the founder of that company, Ryan and his new fiance, Maggie yesterday. And they're amazing. And this was actually on the podcast episode with them, but I loved her perspective of also talking about just like this weekend was a perfect example of like getting into the community that you are being of service to and how it is so easy as someone who like gets a lot like out of working hard. And so that time behind the screen and on the calls and whatever, and how that's like, that's, we get things done that way. And that's validating, but the value that exists within making sure that you are actually being immersed within the community that you are trying to be of service to, because if you're not actually in that, like, it's just, you're not getting as much out of it yourself, which you're being of service to it. So get something out of it in return. And so that like, just this weekend was a perfect example of an opportunity for us to all get to do that and like physically be with one another and be like, yeah, we're doing this together. And this is meaningful because we're in this together. So you said something about a coach. So I'm just curious. You said this came from a coach talking about the journey. Yeah. What was that? Uh, like who what the mental coach was? Yeah, just, I mean, you hired a mental coach? Yeah, so there's this guy named Greg who's awesome. He works with, I mean, Jake's worked with him. A few of our athletes have worked with him. He's worked with like UFC champions, tennis, et cetera. He's just a guy based out of Arizona who uh, has a lot of positive life experience that can kind of just help you, whether it's business, relationship, sport, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, it's good to talk to people and people should talk to people more. So you put down your phone and you kind of process what it is you're actually feeling. I think you feel a lot better and you'll accomplish a lot more. So, you know, talk to him a fair, I have for a little bit, but. Well, you've been busy. Yeah. Been a little busy, <laughs> but yeah, you know, you still got to make time Doing for Doing the it. things he taught you. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, trying to apply the things that we had, you know, kind of gone through because Sometimes when I feel like I'm maybe in a mental rut or in a tough spot, you know, it's it's good to hash things out with people, rely on other people. Absolutely. So, How old were you when you started that relationship? Why did you? I mean, it was probably, it was a couple of years ago. So, I mean, I just turned 30. So, you know, 27, 28. And I think it's just based around the pressures and stresses that I put on myself about building the business. And I really do think about each athlete, like I am in large part, uh, responsible for some amount of success for them. Like I take it very seriously that like, it's not just like, Oh, like I, I fancy myself an agent, you know, or like a manager. Like, no, it's like, I'm legitimately in charge of helping them secure financial success so that they can do what they need to do. And I don't take it lightly. I like to think that like I help them reduce a lot of stress so that they can achieve and go after those big goals. And so I internally it puts a lot of pressure on me and it's, it's cool. I like it. I want that pressure, but it can still be a little bit of a burden at times. And so it's good to figure out how to cope with that and make sure I'm using that as fuel and not as an anchor. Yeah. Yeah. So how'd you find him? Through another business owner who is a chiropractor out in Arizona. This guy, Joe Cooperman is great with his hands. 
And, and you guys were just chatting yeah, about business and saying, like, hey, me. I could really use some help on my mindset with this stuff. Yeah, I was, yeah. Like, he was just working on me one day and I do not get enough body work. So I'm always tight, complaining <laughs> about something. And I think, you know, probably between him, like cracking my neck like 60 times, um, <laughs> he had said that he had good experience with Greg and, and he was like, I'll put you in touch and you can have a conversation or two with him. And, you know, from the first conversation, I was like, this guy's awesome. It was cool. I went to his house because... He's only like 30 minutes away. He's got this beautiful home and, you know, they have a tennis court in the backyard and this great pool. And he, he kind of walked me out there and we were looking around. I'm like, damn, man, like, this is beautiful. He's like, yeah, me and my wife actually built this all hand, you know, our own two hands. And I'm like, no shit, really? Like, you can landscape and like, you know, like yeah. do all this stuff. Like, yeah. you know, and he's like, no, we can't, but we did. And it's kind of a testament to relationship in life. Like, as long as you just kind of keep showing up and putting in a little bit of work, like these things can happen. And I was like, my man has been like three minutes into meeting you. You're already <laughs> dropping haymakers yeah. on me. Uh, <laughs> and he had a great dog. So I just really liked the guy. So yeah, it was, uh, it was good. And he's definitely helped me uh, process and work through some of the, like the tougher things that have gone on in life, like whether they're personal or professional and yeah, he's a good dude. So yeah, try to just kind of remember those things that, you know, we've talked about and, and it's helped. Yep. So yeah. And then you've worked with him as well. So when did you a little bit come not, across him? Was it through Coop? Ton. It was through Coop. We did a couple of sessions just kind of, I've like worked with a couple of different people, not really specifically sport related. A lot of it is like I come to an inflection point and I'm like, ah, I need somebody else to help me talk through this. That's what it was for him. I was just going through some like life changes. Yeah. And we had a couple of sessions and he helped me like really contextualize what was going on and sort that shit. I love it when we reach that <laughs> point. Like often when we reach the point where we're like, gosh, shit, I need help. Um, It's like really not comfy. But like once you get there, then like yeah. understanding how impactful that is for you, you know, and allowing people to show up for you is like such a gift. And you're talking about this, like what I think about is like the tool belt, right. And like the tool belt for life. And yeah. my example of, I just, uh, crossed the threshold of got over 18 months of sobriety under my belt. Congrats. now. Yeah. 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 So with me, with that, I was involved in a recovery program back where I lived at home for the first year of my sobriety. I lived in Oklahoma where I'm from. And was in a program there, like heavily involved for the first year. And then I went and did this tour and was not in a program for three months. And by the time I got back involved, I was like, cool. So I spent a year picking up all these tools and putting in my tool belt and getting like really grounded. And then I took my damn belt off and I was like, cool, good, see you never. Yeah. And then like three months and was like, wait a second, where did those tools go? Yeah. Like I need them. And thankfully community exists like yeah, we can right. go get them back like they're there when we need and want them and so that was like a cool experience of that and it just like it feels relatable in that way for me and sometimes we're like using our tools better than others but like once we learn that they exist and largely like other people can help us pick them up when we're not doing it the best ourselves yeah. is, like sometimes really cool. you've got to lose them to like actually implement them you mm. get them and then you're like lose they go away and you go Oh, those were really helpful. I should get that back. Yeah. Yeah. So back over to you, Cooper, with lab management. So you are the co-owner, but you are not the founder. Not the and founder. so it was already up and running to some degree before you got involved. How long has the company been in existence and how long have you been involved? Yeah. So Jason uh, started lab. So Jason was also a baseball agent too, and, and still currently is. Um, so he's been in sports space for a long time. Um, he was also a pro ball player himself and he started lab, I think in 2012 about, uh, and it was, it was called something else, but so we changed it and I kind of shortened it to lab. Um, is that an acronym for something? I just, okay. I'm just in the lab cooking okay. up deals. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, but he, uh, <clears throat> he started in like 2012 and I've been involved for four years now. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. And then hard work pays off. <coughs> HWPO has been... You could say either. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm, I didn't even recognize how used to... I'm just so used to calling it by its full name. Yeah, I call it by its full name most of yeah. the time too, yeah. I, but I guess most people don't. No. Huh, well, either way. Okay, so wait. So you that has really only been launched now. Not that it wasn't underway well before that. But you were involved in it since before its inception, really. I mean, you were... Uh, Kind of. So it launched in February of last year. Oh, yeah. I think February, March. It was after the open. I think it was at the end of the open. Yeah, because you, you, you were testing it for a while. Yeah, so I was testing the training in like February, January, February. Um, and then it launched. And so I was involved, yeah, I guess before it launched. 
uh, and known Matt and Sammy for a long time, but I tested the programming three months before it launched so that I could we write in three month cycles. Yeah, uh, so that further. I could do the whole thing, and then we launched. After launch, I was helping Matt out a little bit with just like giving feedback and adjusting workouts for the gym, like setting people. And then he asked me to help him write some warm ups. I helped him write some warm ups. And then from there, he asked me to write some workouts for him. I wrote some workouts and he asked me to do that one more time. And on that third time, he was like, Hey, do you want to just come work for me? Yeah. And I was like, and That I would be great. Yeah. I feel like it goes a little even deeper than that. Like back when Matt was training, and this did not happen often. So, you know, don't read into it too much. But he, uh, he would come down and occasionally train down in like Providence uh, because Sammy, his, fiance wife yeah wife party life whatever you want to around for yeah, a like, long time literally like the sweetest human yeah matt's heartbeat honestly like <laughs> um sammy coached at full range crossfit in providence which is where like jake and i really developed our friendship we both coached there sammy coached there um so that's where we all kind of like knew each other from and matt would like come down and train and you know him and him and jake would train and like you know go kind of heads up with each other and uh, a few times Adam, who was like Jake's coach and he programmed for our like kind of group for a long time. Uh, you know, back in the day, Adam would program some things that, and Matt would be like, those are cool. Like, I like those, like those are good yeah. workouts. And so he would kind of do those. And I think Adam's programming kind of helped develop Jake and his programming style a oh, little bit 100%. too. Yeah. yeah. And like he had a big influence on him. And so uh, I think it was just funny because I remember having a call when Jake like first started helping out with Matt and like Jake was really excited and Matt was like, hey, man, like I program in a really like unique, specific way that like a lot of people don't program like. And it's, it's kind of true. Um, like you don't see like a lot of AMRAPs in, in yeah. HWPO, right? You see a lot of EMOMs and like, you know, intervals, intervals and, and like ways to like tire yourself out to work volume on yeah. harder movements that you might not be like so consistent with, et cetera. And he's like, I do all this, you know, this way. And Jake's like, all right, send me something. Jake looks at it. He's like yeah dude i programmed the same way and like jake sent back him like for like a couple months of stuff that jake had programmed for himself and matt was like oh yeah it's gonna be a good fit yeah you know and it's like and so then boom they were like off to the races and and matt was like pretty much programming for jake all through like granite games so 2021 semis because you were doing it for a long time you, yeah i was like doing three, it for like four or five months yeah. all the way through semis that year yeah and then and then you really started i remember doing you doing the warm-ups and yeah and and it's of course right like this is this is what i really appreciate appreciate about matt as being a business owner is that like matt's like hey man like i need like 20 or 100 warm-ups written and jake's like all right he's like how much i gotta pay you and jake's like uh i don't know like 100 bucks and matt's like oh dude i'll give you like a few grand like what the like you gotta value yourself man And, and jake was like Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm like, just man, happy to be here. Yeah, yeah really. At that point, no, I would have yeah, done it for free. So relatable. Like, Matt's like, yeah. You're an idiot. I'm paying you more than a hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Matt. Matt takes care of his people, which is like I thought was like I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah it really. You does. know, so yeah, yeah, I just thought it was awesome, but I just also I'm like, Jake, what the hell, man? Like, you gotta get paid, dude. Yeah. You gotta right. Eat. So that's so funny. That's definitely kind of the like spot that I'm in in my career of like now, like thankfully having an agent involved because yep. I'm really yeah. bad at just like, I'll just do everything. You yeah. know, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. And so we're very new in that. And it's certainly, but it's hard whenever you're just so passionate about something to like understand that it should generate revenue. Like it's, t- it's tough at this stage right. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so thankfully that's why someone else has now gotten involved to like do a better job of that. Cause I'm, I'm advocating not, for you. Um, yeah. 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 It's also just like not worth the mental and emotional stress. I can it, bring it removes on. a little bit yeah. of that. Like you're a buff. Coop, all agents are a buffer between athlete and brand, so right. that like that relationship doesn't get weird. Strained in that way. Like, you sure. see the bad guy and the good guy. And yeah, just moderator. for that specific thing though, too, right? Like I, that's one thing that I, I think some agents do a really poor job of is like they're always trying to be like a thorn or like mm. or be this wedge, and it's like no, like if you're working with a brand, like the goal should always be a first and foremost, you genuinely love the brand. B we're trying to go long-term and this is supposed to become like a, fam- a familial thing, right? Like we're trying to create a family here so that we can have like longevity, even post-career ideally, right? As you help build the brand. Right. Um, but see, like you also need to be an adult and like fend for yourself and like your own relationships. Mm-hmm. And so like, no, I don't want you to have to like go through the awkward things of talking about money or, you know, contract obligations or whatever. But like, I do think that 
if you genuinely vibe with the brand, like you should have your own relationship with the brand, right? So yeah. it's like like Danielle loves Benji, the owner of Rad. Sure, yeah, And yeah. they vibe super well and Benji loves Danielle. There's a super good support system there. Yep. I mean, like you see it with other brands, right? Like Brooke Wells is super tight with Todd, the CMO of Noble, right? Mm-hmm. Like and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Full stop, like good. Like that's how it should be. Like right. I can guarantee you that like, when they bury Brooke, you know, 40 years, 60 years from now, she's going to have nobles on her feet. After yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like she's in, like, that's it. Right. Their family. Um, right. And that's just like how it should be. Um, and, and so, yeah, I just think that that's like a huge thing. And then also like as an agent, like, yes, you can be the, you have to be the bad cop sometimes. Right. But you also majority of the time, like 98% of the time I want to be good cop. Like I, I'm not, right. I'm not out there trying to create enemies and, and have, brands like banned against me because you see that in the space too like it happens like there are people that are in the space that you know that can be kind of like their mo and it's it's just like yo we're here to we're trying we're trying to be positive and we're trying to um be excited to see each other at events right and like baseline like just be a good person and do your thing you know um and 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 the rest will work itself out and and you can have long-term awesome partnerships and and really kind of create that that family vibe which is like the goal for all yeah. athletes. So, yeah, I love that. And I think that's exactly literally why I was like, I want to talk to him is just because I saw one, you have the relationships with your athletes, but also two, you have seemed to really just have good relationships with brands, which as an agent can be a very sticky point of, uh, but it, it almost sounds like you're like thinking of it in like a conduit form or something, you know, as opposed to being the thorn, as opposed to being the bad guy, being yeah, like, yeah. okay, well, I am actually trying to build a bridge here. Yes. You know? And, and so, I don't want the bridge to be full of bombs. 100%. Like, and so mind you, we need to get paid. But like yes. then from there, like it's, it's let's about, have a good relationship. Yeah, it's just about being fair to everybody. Like we're all trying to win. And if everybody wins, and mm-hmm. it's like it's going to keep going as yeah. opposed to like, oh, this side won and this side didn't. And now our our relationship is over after a year right? Right. or whenever the contract comes to term. It's like that's not the goal, no. you know? Um, so it's like. I remember like when I first started in CrossFit, there was this coach at like the first gym I went to this guy, Mile, and he was, he was awesome. Um, very talented, but I remember he went through a tough patch of life where he was like, he's like, I don't, he's like, I, I was letting the bridges I burned light my way. Mm. And he's like, and that is just not the way to do it. And I feel like that is like one thing that's like, okay, what's the opposite of that? <laughs> like that's, and that's what I want to do. Right. Yeah. I don't want to have the bridges I burned light the way in my career. Interesting. So yeah, I want to be whatever. I want to the opposite. Be, of opposite that. of yeah. that. Yeah. Whatever the whatever the bridges metaphors. Yeah. Someone can drive that road yeah. after. You. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Someone can drive you know, that road after you're done building. It. Yeah. 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 So I love that. Yeah. And then I think that that actually ties really well into something that I did want to you know of course because people view in this CrossFit space view both of you as um, leaders. You know. And so with that being said, I know that comes with a bit of a burden, sorry, but also not sorry. I mean, you're doing the actions to get to be identified that way. And so what an honor. And um, with all of that, then my questions are, you know, for for someone who exists in the space, who is is inspired to continue to exist in the space, and maybe athlete isn't the road for them, but instead it's involvement in some other way. Like people look to you. Um, and, and so my question is, advice for people who want to exist professionally within the space that we exist in and you're in very different roles so it'll be a little bit different but i think what you just said is great advice Mm. but then from there what else would you say to someone who is just currently a spectator of the sport who is just somebody going to the gym competing at their locate you know their their local whatever but but maybe realistically athlete on the big stage isn't going to be the thing for them, but they still want to be here. Yeah. Cause that's how, you know, I like, I so adore when occasionally people are like, so you're going to like try to whatever. And I'm like, have you seen me? Have you, you have not seen me work out. <laughs> um, I admire it. I respect it. I want to train with them yeah. because it's like, I'll get better. Yeah. I don't want to be them. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm so glad they want to be them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so yeah. What, what, uh, I'll, I'll start. Yeah, that, I probably more recently yeah. found my way. Um, I, that every thought just left my brain. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> so what I was going to say is that like finding, it sounds really corny, but like finding your niche is important. Mm. And I got to witness a lot of folks work in the space and I was like, well, I don't really want to do that. And like 
Coop and I are really close and I watched him become who he is and do what he's doing now. And I was like, do I want to do that? And I was like, no, I definitely don't want to do that. Like, mm-hmm. that's not me. Mm-hmm. I, like, so not me. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys are a married couple, by the way. We really are. Yeah. We I know totally did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, we so, know all each other's story. Like we start up, and we're like, "Yeah, this one's a good story." But buckle up, oh, the story sucks. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, okay, where sorry I'm to going with that is sorry, like, Becca. I think it's important to find the thing that kind of you're drawn to, right? So for myself, yeah. it was it's always been coaching and teaching in some capacity, and like sharing whatever knowledge I gain, like whether it's right or it's probably not. Whatever knowledge that like I gain, I want to share somehow. I mean. He's dealt with it for years. I'd be like, did you know that frogs, <laughs> like whatever random yeah. shit that I'm into at the moment, like I, I yeah. have to share it. Yeah. Um, and so for me, it was always like, that was kind of always what I was led towards. So I coached at this gym we talked about for seven years and that whole time, like developed this capacity to be able to coach and teach. And through that, like knew I loved programming and was also really interested in business. And so I, I had this like baseline of things that I knew I was interested in. Right. So I was like, okay, I know these three things are what I like. Mm. What fulfills those needs? Right. So if you're somebody who's in the space who wants to do something in the space, I think it's easy to look at athlete, agent, coach, and be like, those are my three options. Mm. But they're not because our space is this like ecosystem of brands that all have every job that every other brand in other spaces have. Right. So, like, if you're a marketing person, you can find a marketing job in this space. And so, like, to start, if you're like, well, I'm not going to be an athlete, but I really want to work in the space, go towards whatever the base, base, base level job is at the thing you're interested in. So if you're into marketing, right, go find a brand that you can intern marketing with and one that you align with, hopefully, right? Right, sure. But go towards that thing. So that you want to grow with them. Yeah. And be like, I'm going to do the work for free thing. You have to be young enough to do this, right? Or just have another job. Or have have another another job. job. Yeah. yeah, you have to be in a position to be able to do this, uh, but go like find the thing that you want to do and intern under somebody for a little bit, yeah. and then you can slowly start making your way, and you'll learn like maybe that's not the thing you want to do, and like you can pivot and shift. I yeah, yeah, and I, and and just like the tail end of what he was saying is what I would say is, uh, I said this the other day. You know, we had a fortieth birthday surprise party for Jason, my partner, and um, you know, if it wasn't for him, I would like not be where I'm at, and. So it it means a lot to me to like give him the credit that's due because, you know, the number one piece of advice I give people is just like find a mentor that you truly align with and then just like get in the trenches with them and just like hold on. Don't let go. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like just don't let go of that person and just do it all, you know, and and, and if that person like really is like the right person for you, then you're going to learn a lot. They're not going to abandon you. They're going to pour into you like crazy. And, you know, eventually uh, you can ideally give back to them. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and that's that's like my thing. It's like just like find that mentor and just ride with them. Yeah. 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 And that mentor is not always like who you directly one, work for. Yeah. Or who you directly work for. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. And having and so I want to give credit to like full range for letting me grow. Like I grew up in this gym from 18 to 25. Yeah. And they let me mess up. They let me like do really well. They let me like have roles that I maybe wasn't ready for. And now very similar thing with Fraser and O'Keefe. Like O'Keefe is probably my direct mentor in this. Yeah. Um, and he has definitely given me some responsibility. I'm like, all right, like I'll figure it out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like the guy that we worked with, like, uh, no, we don't know how to build a house, but we did. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, and he's, he's a leader that's, that, that has really, I mean, he's like remarkable what he's done and he trusts you. Like that's what's occurring is he trusts your judgment so much so that like, even if you mess it up, you'll figure it out. Right. And so that's really, really cool. And, and the not being the necessarily director, you know what I mean? Like you're, it can be because, because you even, you know, your, your mentor sounds like it was largely at least within the lab space. It was Jason, the the founder, yep. but you allow your clients to mentor you. Yeah. yeah. You allow the people within the brands that you're negotiating with to mentor you. You know, you, like it seems like from what I'm witnessing is that you're really, you know, you're paying attention to all of them. And when they have 
something good to offer. You know, they don't have to be in any specific role. If it's good, pick it up. Yeah. And, that's, yeah. and you just have to be open to it, man. Because, right. like, I mean, shoot, I've messed up plenty of times, right? Like, I mean, I've got some, like, famously good not <laughs> not for air F-ups. And uh, <laughs> we have a good yeah. we have a good mess up. Like, so yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And it's just, like, as long as you're open to learning from it, like, you're going to, yeah, sure. They're going to mentor you, too, man. Like, you're going to learn. You're going to get some pot, You're going to get some instant feedback. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you'll get that from from athletes, from brands, from colleagues you know yeah whatever yeah i mean hell get it from the random person on an instagram comment it's calling you out for something random all right we Seriously? had one <laughs> we had one together uh we owned a business together before you we, too uh, yeah it's called the dough cart donuts let's we had a talk donut about this food truck we're going to because <laughs> recently i realized it's like this is the moment that i think for both of us we were like we can do whatever because we, we yeah we can figure anything out because we royally messed up. And so we own this donut truck, right? We had another partner in it. They own a, a really big donut shop in Rhode Island called PV Donuts. And Coop and I were like, this was part of trying to find our way. We were like, well, well really, like, we want to be involved somehow in the food scene. We want to own a business. Like, we don't yeah. really know what we want to do. And Coop was like, let's open a, a donut truck. The dough cart. The dough okay, cart. Like, go cart, but... Mm-hmm. But dough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And Thought so our, our really good friends, Paul and Lori, they own PV Donuts. Uh, world-class world donuts incredible and then they were like the well let's let's do something together and so we opened a sister company to this donut shop called the dough cart yeah and it was a trailer and like it was branded we went through the whole process of like six, brand by, identity. six by ten trailer yeah sweet yeah sweet branding brand identity yeah. like building that choosing what we're gonna do yeah and we had some help along the way anyways we're doing this thing and we do no events right and we're making little donuts so we, we make these donuts, we get our recipe down. We haven't done any events yet. I'm training for regionals in 2018 and we're trading off body work with this woman, Molly, who was awesome. And she was like, look, I'll do body work. Coop negotiated the deal. He was like, you do body work for him. We'll do your wedding for free. And we'll it'll be our first at the wedding. Donuts at the wedding. And it's a donut robot. So it's like one of those things where it's like, in reality, we just kind of have like, we buy the batter, we mix it up, put it in the thing. It just goes just plops them in they roll down flip over get spit out and then we you know decorate them yeah and it's i mean they're good man like i mean how, what's to complain about you got butter and sugar and flour together it's awesome they were great and so her wedding's in vermont it's four it's almost five hours away yeah. this is so good guys and so we we our friend owns a a car dealership he loans us a truck shout out to tasca yeah shout out to tasca ford rhode island um he loans us a truck to drive up to this wedding so we we uh hitch the trailer up we drive up we've got all of our batter ready and the original plan is like we're making the donuts on the robot on the cart or on the trailer. And we needed electricity. So we've we, never done this. We have before a nine either. You know, we've, we've only made them in the shop. We bought a generator for like a thousand bucks, right? That's there too. So we've got a generator, but the problem is there's no 240 volt plug in this, which is a washer dryer plug. Mm-hmm. There's only 120, which is like normal. Mm-hmm. And so we drive up, and the day before we were leaving, Paul, our other partner, was like, Hey, I got an extension cord that's an adapter. Like, you'll be fine. It has a thing. So we throw it in the truck. We're so proud. We don't even look at it. We're driving up. We're up to like Coop's midnight like, the night before getting things getting ready, ready for this. Jake's working on it. I'm just sitting there because he's the handyman. <laughs> Coop's like, something's going to go wrong. And I'm like, 100%. We're going to, something's going to go real, royally wrong. We'll figure it out. So we get up there. We do this whole drive. They need donuts by two o'clock. It's like 1130 maybe. When yeah, we, we start. left early in the morning. We said, so, hold on. You got to paint the picture anymore. The vibes are immaculate. <laughs> yeah, we are yeah, so true. pumped. We pull up. I'm like, dude, fire up the radio. Let's get some tunes going. Like, we open up the We're the excited. Donut this is the mountains. We're yeah. a ski area. Green mountains view. I'm like, dude, this is so sick. We're doing it. Here it comes. And, you know, meanwhile, I'm getting stuff ready inside. Jake's effing with the generator outside. And I hear like, yo, Coop, come plug this thing in. I'm like, all right. And, you know, he's just setting me up for failure because he already knows <laughs> already that know. we're screwed. Paul didn't get us the right cable. They don't even make the right cable for this. Like, <laughs> this is not a real it's thing. It's a Frankenstein machine of like, like, why is a donut robot on a 240 volt washer and dryer? Like, whatever. Um, and so we, we can't turn on the machine. So, so we can't make donuts. I was like, Coop, go plug that in. And he goes out to plug it in. He's like, it's not going, which I had already done. Yeah. But I needed him to do it too. <laughs> 
this is, this is the same Jake always pulled this stuff when we lived together like yo will you check if the oven's off I'm like bro you never turned the oven on this morning <laughs> like when we leave the house yeah yo just check Jake you haven't even been here for the week like I and so it's like yeah it's all off Jake you, you're free to go you can leave the house he's got some irrational fear so I guess he needs me to like make sure that he is you like, know doing smarter it right, than whatever. a monkey because he couldn't <laughs> two things either. so he sets me up to be pissed off and oh so then I'm gosh. like oh you gotta be kidding me and so we freak out for like 10 minutes and I'm like, all right, well, let's go into the kitchen in there and try to find the right vault. And the like woman who's the wedding planner is like, how's it going, boys? Can't wait for those donuts. Like, we're like oh, yeah. So do you have a 240 volt? And she's like, oh, we'll figure it out. We go through three levels of kitchen. Industrial kitchen. Yeah. Like, this is a ski lot. Yeah. And there's nothing. nothing. And we're like sitting out there. And at this point, Jake's calling every single Home Depot. It's a Sunday. Every like mom and pop yeah. hardware store, Home Depot. And all of them are like, oh, we yes we know what you need we don't have it. yeah and so he's like at this point he's like sitting out in the truck and like <laughs> when jake like leans back and starts throwing his feet up i know he's defeated like you know he's like we're we're, we're effed and i'm like come on cooper like you know like you've got to figure this out and i was like you can't you can't show up empty-handed like what are you gonna do what do you do and i was like boom google donuts yep murphy's donuts pops yep. up 20 miles away and i'm like we're really down to the wire. Yeah, now. and I'm like... It is what it is. I look, yeah. and it's yeah. like, it is 1.30. takes 28 minutes to get there. They close, they close at 2. two. <laughs> I call them up, and some, like, you know, preteen girl's first <laughs> job. She's like, hi. And I'm like, hey, how many donuts you got left? She's like, um, let me count. I'm like, just give me a rough estimate. She's like, I don't know, 75? I'm like, how much to buy them all? She's like, like $72? I'm like, it's like less than a dollar. Oh, yeah, I'll take all of them. She's like, I'm sorry, what? Like, She's seriously? like, but which ones do you want? Yeah, I'm like, like, dude, no, no, literally, literally all, all of your donuts. In the building. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, and so we went, so then we like hauled ass down there. We get there. I swear they called like the three other people that lived in this Vermont town because we show up to like five people that are all like, yeah, you guys are getting married. So they probably thought Jake and I were getting married, which honestly at this point. You are. Um, yeah. And they're like, congratulations. The and they yeah. spell congratulations wrong on the box of donuts that they bought. Such but I was like, yeah, 72 bucks. Story. Sweet, sure. Bottom. And I'm like, boom, we go outside, we like open them up, rifle through them, throw out the ones that our donuts can't even possibly look like. It's like, we don't make crellers, you know? <laughs> and then we're like, all right, we're going to rip back. And we saw a Dunkin' Donuts, I'm like, F it, pull in, bought all their cake donuts. Same thing though, yeah. guys, like you want all of them? Yeah. And we go back, we get back and we really kind of whittle down what it is that we could create. Like we're not creating chocolate donuts, so those are gone too. <laughs> um and and then we just re-dipped all of them so, so they would look like ours. Our like re-dipped, <laughs> sprinkled them. They looked great. Yep. And we delivered the donuts and people were pumped. Well, we went up to the woman that was running it. We go, please put these out last. Yeah. Like when everybody's good and drunk, then put these out. Yeah. And and people were like eating them. They're like, these are so good. We also know a lot of people at this wedding. Oh yeah. They're gosh. like, they're so good. They're like, and I'm like, dude, boys. those are like, Dunkin' Donuts, man. Like, those are not good. And oh they gosh. were pumped. And we were like heroes. And I have like photos of us in like our dough cart shirts. Like, <laughs> Holding a Dunkin' Donuts yeah, like Yeah, literally yeah. knowing what just occurred. And they oh didn't my know. Gosh. And like, honestly, we never told Molly. And, and so if she's ever listening to these podcasts, she knows now. But she probably doesn't. So... <laughs> She still doesn't know to this day. You did what you had to do. And, and the thing them. is, you were so committed to getting donuts to the place you said you would get donuts to yeah. that you were willing to go to any length. Oh, we That's went there. It was, just like, it, it was just like, look, man, there's always a solution. And it's yeah. just like it. And right. so, um, yeah, I feel like that was like something that I, I actively lean on sometimes. And I'm like, what is the solution? Like, <laughs> you figured out something in that situation. There's got to be something like yeah. at your disposal to make, make whatever the situation that's tough is happen. Um but then, like, the funny part is that, like, a week later when we actually realized, like, okay, we're going to make the donuts the night before in the shop, and then we're going to take those yeah. donuts, like, the blanks, and then dress them up at the venue. Right. We were doing, like, a brewery, like, a week later, and Molly and her wife came, and <laughs> they were like, oh, wow, like, these are even better. The consistency's gotten better, the shape. I'm like, yeah, yeah man, like, crazy. learned some good yeah. stuff in the last yeah. week. And they were like, sick. We were like, yeah, dude, oh, hey, these are on the house. Don't worry about, don't worry about paying. <laughs> you actually got our donuts. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, yeah, that was the dough cart. And then we sold it, sold that business for a profit. Made like 50, <laughs> we did. Made like 50 bucks each, dude. But it was for profit. Yeah, it hey, was for profit. Hey, well, hey. Little, sold our first business. A little bit of dough. Ain't no thing. I love yeah. it. I actually... Uh, Opened my first business when I was 18. And anyway, and like, what was it? Yeah, it was a nutritional supplement store. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had no idea what I was doing. Like a but brick I did, and mortar? If, if, 
facts. I did open. That's yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's still there. It's a new location, new name, same girl that I got to drop out of college with me to do it. Shouts out Alina. She is crushing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. and yeah, after one year I sold my half to her and dipped out. Um, because I was wow. like, I feel like a fraud. I hadn't figured out nutrition. I hadn't grown up with nutrition. Yeah. And so I got super into it cause I lost weight and got excited. Yeah. And then I had no idea how to like practically apply those behaviors to yeah. my life. So I felt like a fraud. So I had to get out of there okay. um, and go figure it out. Yeah. But, uh, it literally is still a very successful business to this day. That's amazing. <laughs> That's so cool. That's also why and, like, I literally got a bank to loan me. Like the thing in hindsight, I'm like, I took this business plan. Like, I mean, I'm like Googling like how to do this. Right. And like took this business plan to a bank and got this banker to loan my, what? Yeah. That's wild. It was crazy. Anyway. Um, so I feel like that's relatable. Funny. Yeah. Um, so, and then also I just like to, that the, the idea of what you're saying, whenever I the, go back to the original question here with this story, which I love that we have this, <laughs> um, but just about, you know, people who are trying to exist in this space and like, what, what do we do? How do we, you know? And, and I think what you had said was basically just something along the lines of like, just because you see these roles as like clear, like, okay, that's a role that exists. Coach. Yeah. Okay. Agents, a role that exists, you know, whatever. But like the role doesn't even necessarily have to be clear and defined and exist for you to like care deeply enough about the space and want to exist in it and contribute, contribute to it for, for that to be like, I mean, honestly, it's just, it's been so, so wild. I, I that yet again, let me just bring this back to yeah. me. Cause like, that's what we do. But like, you know, I, I just got to be media at rogue invitational, right. which is crazy. Like on my, for, for my podcast, you know, yeah. which is so wild. And, and mind you, like I'm submitting the application fully being like, this is not getting approved, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to try. Mm-hmm. Um, you show up somewhere, you give a shit, and you're willing to work and care about people, yeah. and like it's just gonna work out. Yeah, I think the biggest thing, the other thing besides a mentor thing, I tell people is like, yo, you need to raise your hand and just like say what you want. Yes. Because yeah. oftentimes people don't do it, and then yeah. it just goes unanswered. And say what you want so, and be willing to work for it. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah true. You got to follow up and like actually produce. But right, if you just if you just put your hand in the air and say like, hey, the that's amount of times Cooper I want said, it, just ask. Yeah, to yeah. me is yeah, is like lot. people will be like, yeah, sure. And yep. then they'll give you a shot and yeah. then you got to do, do something with it. But the shot's all you need to really get going, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I, I think that's it. a huge thing. Um, yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and start to do the, the round out questions. And so one is, uh, what is something, thank you again yeah. for your time. I really like wish we could, I, this is, I'm like annoyed that I have both of you here and can only do one episode, but it is what it is. I'm so grateful that you are here. <laughs> we can do a part two. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, and actually, this is so cool because I just didn't know that you guys had so much history. So like, yeah, this is kind of special. Of yeah, there's, there's a lot of stories. There's a lot, there's a lot there's more. Two entire episodes just you, of you stories. Do a, you do a series. Of like, <laughs> yeah. That should be a thing. The Chronicles. We can we can work on that. So so what is each one of you whoever whoever wants to bite first go? Um, what is something that you feel that you are doing well that you would like to do more of or do better? Ooh. Uh, I feel like I'm just, I, oh, well, I feel like I'm, I, I feel like I am doing a great job of, uh, protecting my bandwidth as of late, mm-hmm. which I think is important Love because that. I think a lot of people can take on a lot of stuff and then water down their, uh, product that they're delivering. Yes. And lately I've been saying no more than I've been saying yes. <sighs> yep. That's the good. ability to say no, it's so hard because you're somebody who likes opportunity. A hundred percent. But it's even like to like even take that further. It's like trusting in those to do their thing around you uh, so that you can focus in on what you're actually good at. Because like, for example, with our agency, we also work with brands, right? We help Maddie Rogers with her Vicaya brand, Josh Bridges with Good Dudes Coffee, his physical programming and website, right? Like, And it's like. I can send out emails and do SMS marketing, but am I good at it? No. This woman, Michelle, is a weapon. So let I her do that. Pay her to yeah. do it. And, right. And there she goes. It's way more successful. It's like instead of trying to do it myself, say, nope, not going to do this. I'm going to have somebody who's actually good at it. I'm going to give them full trust and, you know, uh, the reins and go, mm. you know, yeah. and like let people do what they are able to do. And if the mission's good enough, the product doesn't have to be absolutely perfect for it to be worth bringing out there. You know, that's been something this year as I like literally shipped in the microphones and did the first four episodes being like, sorry guys, I don't know the name of the podcast, but can you be on it? Yeah. Uh, You know, it was just like, I I don't need all the details right now. It's going to be imperfect and that's okay. It's worthwhile. So we're going to do it. Yeah. We'll figure out the stuff as we go. Okay. What Uh, about you? Along the same lines, less saying no to stuff, but more getting clear on the the things that I actually care to do. Um, and, And not even in a work 
scenario, but it makes me better at work where I'm doing things in my personal life where I'm like, oh, this is the thing I want to do. And I'm saying like, no, to maybe doing this other extraneous thing that I normally would be like, that's a cool experience. I'll go do it. Uh, and it makes me able to focus on work way more and just like be pretty clear and not feel like I'm pulled in a bunch of directions. What's one of the things that comes to your mind? Um, training actually. So yeah. like I really just enjoy lifting. Yep. Um, I enjoy cardio and Metcons as well, but as of late, I've been like, nah, I really just want to lift. Mm. So I don't spend a ton of time doing any conditioning. And I'm like, yeah, that's, I'm happy with that. I'm cool with that. Like, this is what I want to be doing. Uh, and I'm not doing anything in the gym that I don't want to be doing. Yeah. There are some days that suck, of uh, course, right? But they're like, I'm yeah. not doing anything that I am not aligned with. Yeah. I love that. That's actually, this is not a typical inclusion, but it is one that with you guys, I have to ask because... Um, since you are not athletes in the space, but you are in the space, I was going to ask you, what does your fitness look like today? Uh, I will do whatever my friends are doing. So like I was following HWPO 60 for a little while. It was awesome. Um, and that was great. And then I kind of missed like working out with my friends and what they were doing at the gym. So like, I'll do like a scaled watered down version of the, uh, training think tank program. Mm. Um, but then as of late, like the last week or so, I've been doing the HWPO sweat program because it's 45 minutes and mm. it whoops my ass. And it's awesome. I like, and I really like it. So like, honestly, I just, it's like, I, I don't really, it's just, a, it's like a variation of those two. Like I travel a lot. So when I travel, I'm doing the sweat. If I'm at home, I'm doing what my friends are doing. Cause at the end of the day, I just want to have fun. Like I used to do the competition training and train in the gym all day with Jake and you know, we'd be at it and that was fun. And now I cannot handle that and yeah. I don't have the time for it. So mm. I'm just trying to look good naked. Yeah. So I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So I have written on my mirror at home just in like Sharpie or uh, Expo marker just says beat hoop. Those are my only goals. <laughs> good goal. <laughs> are you serious? Oh, no, I'm it's totally to kidding. Do. It's tough to do. Um, I have just been doing oh, weightlifting gosh. with Amy Everett. Yeah. Okay. So cool. that's all I do. I love this so much because here in Austin, it's been, I've been here for four months now and I've been, um, people are asking like because i don't know if you guys pay and if you don't that is totally okay but if you pay attention to my social media you'll see like i'm literally in all these different facilities all the time mm -hmm. and so people are like what does your fitness actually even look like and i'm like well i feel like i do crossfit three four days a week uh the programming that's written in the affiliate right now is typically what i do because i want to do it with the athletes in the space yeah um i love hwpo i love all the different tracks i pay close attention to them because i respect you guys' perspective on, on uh, programming. Thanks. And now that I work as a, um, as a trainer, very part-time here, I, uh, I get a lot of inspiration from a lot of different ones and I really value you guys' perspective. So thank you yeah, by the way for that. creating that stuff. And I loved how you said it's not as many AMRAPs and CMOMs and stuff. And I just like that just hit, hits diff. Cause like yeah. these days I'm like, I don't care about like on a, on an AMRAP with a deadlift. I don't get, yeah. <laughs> I like my back. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I'm just, I'm in that season today yeah, where yeah, like yeah. it's more important for me to get a lower score to move well and feel better for me because I wasn't doing that. Right. Like yeah. usually we did not do that long enough to be like, I don't like that. So anyway, I, I guess that movement is medicine and I love that we get to be in seasons that are different. And as long as we're moving, we're winning, you know? Yeah. And so I'm just curious, cause I think it is interesting to see what the people that if are we're moving. I'm winning. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. So great things. I'm done with him. <laughs> I want to train with you guys at some point and just like see what that's like. So let's for the record, Coop talks way more shit than I do. I have beaten him like seven times, and I can name the workouts, but I won't because we have, have to we know make the for airport. Eight years, yeah, oh, we yeah. Gotta okay, go okay. To yeah. okay. Three things we're grateful for. Um, I'm grateful for Becca and her support to uh, allow me to just like do what I do without being questioned at all. Uh, this is your girlfriend. Yes. Shouts um, out, Becca. Shout out, Becca Batty. BB. Uh, number two. Uh, number two, I am thankful for the support system around me that allows me to falter and just be unabashedly myself, family and friends, you mm -hmm. know who you are. And third, I am thankful for the fact that I own my own business and I do not call to anybody and nobody can tell me what I have to do in my time. I own my time. Love that. And that is a life hack. Figure out how to own your time. Uh, I'm grateful for my family and friends, my support system and the folks that I care about and care about me. And yeah, also let me be completely myself. Um, I'm grateful for my health really, because fitness is like my source of creativity, energy, and to be able to do it is huge for me. And if I can't, it sucks. 
Um, and then third, I'm grateful for the opportunity that I've gotten in the last year to like take a different direction in the space and do what I'm doing and work with the people that I'm working with. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Okay. My three real quick. They're actually the first two are easy. First one's sunshine. We didn't have it for a couple of days. I really be liking it. So, uh, I was yeah. happy it showed back up Two, good coffee. Nothing like a good uh, cup absolutely. of coffee. Yeah. And three is simply, I am grateful for the athletes just because I just think about the experiences like this weekend and the fact that without them willing to do what they do, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing yeah. in this way. Yeah. So I'm grateful that they want to show up, keep wanting to show up, and we'll keep trying to support you. That's right. Okay. Uh, where can they find you, support you? Uh, Instagram is lab management, L-A-B-M-G-M-T, or, you know, if you care to see pictures of my dog, uh, Cooper Marsh. All right. All one word. Uh, if you want to see what I'm doing mostly, it's HWPO training. And then my personal Instagram is Jake Marconi, and I don't post enough of the actual stuff on there so we're busy living yeah don't follow me <laughs> <laughs> all right uh the details about each one of them and what they do will of course guys be in the show notes so if you want to find those handles and and just follow along with their journeys and what they're up to you can find them there other than that if you have enjoyed this episode i have to request that you follow Smash the show the subscribe <laughs> <laughs> follow the show wherever you're consuming it rate and review it and uh, if you feel like this, if you got some value out of this and you feel like it'll positively impact somebody else, I would appreciate it if you would share it with them. And other than that, we just hope that you have a beautiful day.